Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of World War. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Josh Skolnick, Zach Butler, and Eric Van Horn of Horsepower Brands. Horsepower Brands is a portfolio company of franchise brands in the service industry, delivering first-in-class customer service and experiences. We're going to talk to Josh, Zach, and Eric about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, 
and you are listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Josh Skolnick, Zach Butler, and Eric Van Horn of Horsepower Brands. And Horsepower Brands is a portfolio company of franchise brands in the service industry, delivering first-in-class customer service and experiences. Hi, Josh. Hi, Zach. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for today. Thank you. I'm doing, I'm doing great, gentlemen. It's great to have all three of you on the show at the same time today. I was, I was saying to my wife earlier, you know, it's funny. Last time I did this where I had three guests on the, the same slot was 14 years ago with a franchise called PB Loco. So it, that, that, I might be a little bit rusty. Um, <laughs> so it's great to have all three of you on the show today, though. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we start with, I see all three of you are calling from, you know, different locations. Um, it, it, Josh, you want to go first? Where are you calling from today? Yeah, Josh Golnick, CEO of Horsepower Brands. I'm calling from Doylestown, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. Wow, you're not that. I'm not that far from you, Josh. I'm in uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, and I know Doylestown very well. So it's 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 nice to have you on the show. And how about Zach? Where are you calling from today, Zach? I'm out here in the motherland, aka Nebraska. Um, nice. Over in Omaha. That's fantastic. And how about yourself, Eric? Where are you calling from today? Spearfish, South Dakota. Nobody's probably uh, heard of that before. There's not many of us out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of it either, <laughs> so that's that's, that's the first for our show. So that, that's terrific. So it's great to have all three of you on this show. And where is the headquarters uh, base? Just so our listeners know, for Horsepower Brands, we're based in Omaha, here. Nebraska. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, fantastic. That's terrific. So. I have a feeling that there's a story here. You know, we started this show 14 years ago because we found that, you know, there's typically a story with every franchise, and and it's the same thing with with Horsepower Brands. So I'll kind of open up the question to any one of you. You know, what what led to the formation of Horsepower Brands, and how did the three of you gentlemen come together? Yes, this is Josh Skolnick. Um, Horsepower Brands really started with uh, the three of us uh, really having a really strong relationship uh-huh. in uh, franchising and knowing, knowing each other from um, all of the various franchising events. Um, you know, my area of expertise came as a franchisor and right. uh, running very successful franchise brands under Monster Tree Service and then Redbox Plus. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zach Butler had worked uh, with me as well in franchise development and did a, f- a fantastic job, um, you know, awarding franchises. And Eric was uh, a great um, you know, business, you know, partner uh-huh. on the consultant side where um, he had referred a lot of uh, very successful individuals to uh, really investigate our franchise opportunities from the consultant side of the business. And so, right. you know, as the three of us really uh, grew a long-term personal relationship over the years of working together, we realized that all three of us were really doing something very unique in each one of our uh, roles. And so uh, we felt that if we teamed up together, we could really build something in a, ver- in a very large way and take mm-hmm. the scale and, and deliver unbelievable entrepreneurial experiences to people um, through franchising by doing the right thing as a franchisor. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we believe is so important is not only that we um, award the franchises that we have to offer, but more importantly, that we open all of the franchisee locations that we do award to those individuals. So it sounds like, I mean, you, the three of you coming together, 
Josh. I mean, you were you were you were kind of you know filling a need, I guess you could say, in the franchise industry. You know, I, I picked up on that too. You know, when I was reading the literature on your organization, you know, she said, do, you know, do the right thing. You know, and and I, you know, I think that's so important. And you know, it's it's interesting in having you know your your business on the show. We've had. You know, we've done 750 of these podcasts up to this point. We've had a lot of, like, brick-and-mortar food franchises. There's something special about the services industry, isn't there? I mean, it kind of, you know, there's certain advantages to having a service industry versus a brick-and-mortar, isn't there? There is, and I can let Zach kind of speak to the advantages that we believe are powerful with uh, mm-hmm. home service franchisors, and more importantly, just service-based franchises versus right. brick-and-mortar. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, so when you look at different franchise opportunities, uh, you know, I think when you look at all of us, uh, Eric's uh, dad owned a, a fence company. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh's dad owned a, a hardwood flooring business. My dad owned a, a, a livestock auction barn in a very small town. So we all grew up wow. in a, somewhat of a blue-collar household. So we understand that world really well. But yet we, we've, through our years in franchising, have become more sophisticated than probably your your typical uh, emerging franchise owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we like the industries that are a service that are needed by all, uh, very dirty and very competitive, yet where there's not a lot of sophistication in those uh, in that competition when you look at technology, right. lead generation, et cetera. On top right. of that, typically those are now pandemic-proof, recession-proof. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go along, a lot of benefits that go along right. with that compared to, say, retail or food or uh, fitness. Of course, yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. And Horsepower Brands is, is a family of, of franchise brands. You know, I, I've seen all the different brands, but I guess it seems like, you know, one of the newer ones to the mix is, is Mighty Dog Roofing. Why did you choose to add Mighty Dog Roofing to, 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 the, to the family? Yeah, and I think when, uh, when you look at different service industries, there's not a national player when you look at roofing. True. So right. there, there's, there's not a national player that focuses on residential roofing. Um, on top of that, you know, when Josh, Eric, and I were starting to do our investigation, um, the early 2000s led to a huge housing boom right. uh, and um, obviously then led to the, the downfall of 2007, 2008. But those homes now are coming up needing new roofs. So there yep. is a lot, there, in the next decade, there is going to be an increased demand for those services. And right. when you talk to the national suppliers like Owens Corning, et cetera, they're, mm-hmm. they're already planning that there's going to be shortages in, in labor, in materials, yeah. et cetera, which is going to drive the price up, which means better margins. So what better time to start a roofing franchise than right now? Yeah, it's interesting you, you say that, Zach. You know, it, and it's just funny. I don't know why it just occurred to me is that you're right. I mean, you know, we haven't, um, you know, in the 14 years of doing the show, had a roofing franchise in all the years uh, of doing the show. You know, so this is, is a first for me. You know, and it just occurred to me too, Zach. Um, Josh, you might know this. My, my sister lives in Center Valley, and um, one of the one of her neighbors recently had their their roofs done. And you know, all the houses, of course, are the same age. So it seemed like every single home in the neighborhood got, got their roof done, you know? So it seems like it, 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 you guys are in the right place at the right time, aren't you? We are. We're Probably. able to um, do a lot of guerrilla marketing tactics, especially when mm-hmm. uh, certain events occur um, throughout the year, um, hailstorms, wind damage, uh, whether it be getting into a neighborhood for just a roof replacement uh, and being right. one of the first in the neighborhood. We have uh, very tactical marketing methods that we follow in order to get through to all of the other consumers within that neighborhood so that right. we can ultimately be the provider that replaces all the roofs and do right. it at a very competitive price for those consumers. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's very clever. When you're meeting with a prospective franchisee, and, and let's say you're specifically talking about Mighty Dog Roofing, um, how do you typically describe the Mighty Dog Roofing concept to, let's say, a prospective franchisee? Uh, so we set it up not as a roofing franchise and more as a sales and marketing franchise. Mm, so right. not a single one of our franchisees are from the actual roofing industry wow. or the construction industry. That's and clever. so this goes a little bit more back to Josh and I's history with Monster Tree and Redbox. Right. Um, you know, tree service was is a pretty is a pretty competitive space, but yet very fragmented. And we learned very quickly that the best franchisee has no industry experience. Mm. Um, and then with our second brand, which is in the waste industry, we actually made it part of our process where we don't even accept conversions for people with waste experience. So now with roofing. If you have roofing experience, you're not the franchisee for us, and that's a, kind of an immediate unapproval uh, 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 in our process. Right. So we look at it more as a sales and marketing engine that just happens to provide roofing, um, and that's really where we leverage technology and our national relationships with uh, different marketing uh, lead generation activities. That's interesting. I I, I did a study, uh, Zach. I, I years, you know, analyzing data and things like that. And, and, and I, you said something that, you know, just confirmed what I found in the study. Is you mentioned, you know, your best franchisee has no experience. I, I actually found something to, to support that, you know, running data, you know, is a, I kind of looked at job satisfaction, but I, I thought it was powerful, you know, that, that you mentioned that. How does technology play a role specifically, you know, when we're talking about Mighty Dog Roofing? How do you, how do you gentlemen utilize technology in the business? We use a lot of technology to not only predict uh, where homes have been that have been mm-hmm. damaged by different storms that have come through, right. Um, right. but we also have a lot of uh, various technologies from a marketing perspective to really make sure that we're uh, attracting the right people, retargeting those individuals. And then um, in our point of sale, uh, we use uh, artificial intelligence with drone technology so that wow. we're actually meeting uh, residential and commercial consumers. Uh, we have fully autonomous drones that we're able to uh, just launch while we're standing in, you know, in the front yard or side yard of a property. Right. And the fully autonomous drone is actually doing a full roof scan and identifying all of the potential issues that are present so that wow. we can give a very detailed report to the consumer. And this is something that many of our competitors are unable to provide um, due in part to cost and just the overall scale mm-hmm. that's involved to be able to offer this level of service, which then we can increase the level of confidence in the consumers that we're dealing with, both on that residential and commercial side, so that right. you know we really are the authority within the roofing industry. And then more importantly, if there's an insurance claim involved, um, we've right. got internal supplementers that work for us that are able to manage and assist in all of the insurance uh, bidding processes for our franchisees so that when we're actually submitting these reports, not only to the uh, customer, but also to the insurance provider, it's really the gospel in being able to um, mm-hmm. really speed up the overall uh, way the transaction is completed and maximize the return on that overall job as well. But it's this level of technology that's really driving a huge competitive advantage for Mighty right. Dog Roofing franchisees and what's setting them apart from the competition within all markets across the country that we're servicing. That's amazing. One it, of the it, things it, it, oh, here with technology is how mm-hmm. we're doing using technology to help our franchisees. Is we have a full time yeah. guy that is working only on the APIs and bringing in information into a very robust dashboard so our mm-hmm. franchisees can have. 
visibility into their business, and we can have visibility into their business as well. So wow. um, we're you know utilizing uh, technology for the for the franchisees to use as a as a competitive advantage, but also right. we want to take technology and use that to help our franchisees really work on their business. That's amazing. You, you kind of wonder how, how they did things before the technology even existed, you know? I mean, as, as, as all three of you gentlemen were saying, it just makes things so much more uh, efficient, so it's fantastic. And, you know, I, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, because, you know, if we're talking the United States, you're part of a very big industry. I don't know what the numbers are um, in your industry, but I, I, I can assume that it's, it's, it's a big industry and, and it, it's a growing industry. Do you gentlemen have any information on the industry? Exactly. Yeah, it's about that. a $48 billion industry. Wow. And, you know, yeah, one of the that things that sense. we like, where franchising provides a lot of, I would say, uh, uh, support, is right. that if you look at the top four players in this industry, they control less than 3% of the total industry volume. Wow. So it's the That's exact incredible. opposite of what you would see in, like, the burger industry. Right. That's interesting. Here's, here's a question for all three of you gentlemen, and, and you know, I guess we can go by, by turn, but um, since you got involved with, with Mighty Dog Roofing, um, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since it's becoming part of the brand? And it could even be the part of the horsepower brand's experience as well. I mean, the question's open to all three of you. Um, man, there's been so many things, Marty. Um, yeah. There's been so people that have reached out to us um, after we launched Mighty Dog and Horsepower Brands, mm-hmm. and they're reaching out to because they saw what, what, what we saw originally. When we decided to launch Horsepower Brands and Mighty Dog Roofing, we were wanted to do things, have a brand that's franchisee-focused, meaning we're doing things for the franchisees, and right. we ask questions like, what is, a, what is a franchisee going to think about this decision? And, right. you know, me being a franchisee, with six different brands, Zach doing the same, and then Josh with his experience as a franchisee. Yeah. We're really franchisee-focused. And, and, you know, we knew that internally, but so many people see that and see the importance of that, and they're coming to us, and they're saying, yep. we love what you're doing. We love why you're doing it. And not only just franchisees and other brands saying that to us, emerging yeah. brands or people want to franchise their business are calling us, emailing us, reaching out to us saying, how do we get involved with horsepower brands? So we right. originally thought we have to do a lot of outreach to bring in new service-based brands into right. the horsepower. But man, they've been coming to us and that's been, that's been amazing. Another thing is we are doing so much for our franchisees. We wanted just to over deliver on what we give to them. And I'm mm-hmm. constantly saying to the team, like the internal team, our training team, the marketing team, the ops team. Like you guys don't understand, we're doing so much more for our franchisees than any franchise that I've ever been a part of. And we like that, but the franchisees are, are recognizing that. And when, especially when we tell vendors or other franchisors what they're doing, they're, they're just like, they're amazed at how much we're actually doing for our franchisees. So those are some of the things that are unique, interesting, that I've been kind of surprised by is just the, the outpouring of, like, people reaching out right. to us, just wrecking what we're actually doing. It's, it's a relationship, Eric, isn't it? You know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, what I got, you know, when I was, you know, studying, you know, all three of you coming together is, it, as I mentioned earlier, it, it seems like, you know, you were filling uh, maybe like a void perhaps maybe in, in the franchise industry, as, as, as you were mentioning, Eric, you know, you, you kind of wow your franchisees and you go, 
uh, a little bit above and beyond what they're even expecting. So, so you, you, you can wow your franchisees. And I, I think that's so important. And, you know, speaking of franchisees, I mean, when, what, what types of characteristics do you gentlemen look for in taking on a new franchisee? Because it does seem like you are pretty selective. Well, to close out the prior question before I answer this one for mm-hmm. you, Marty, is I think what's really unique with what we've created at Horsepower Brands in addition to everything Eric said and the feedback yeah. we've gotten is the fact that we own all of the brands that we're part of. So we are not in the business of just selling franchises. We're right. in the business of truly being aligned with the franchisees that we're bringing in and making yeah. them very successful within the business, um, right. which I think is very important. And so yeah. characteristics are extremely important on your current question of really the way that we take people through a comprehensive development process that we follow that's typically about six to eight weeks with, with the individuals that we work through that process up until they come to a discovery day or more of a confirmation day for us because we really believe once we get people to uh, that discovery day, it's truly a confirmation day for them because they've got right. everything they need to really make a decision. And the final two things that they want to do is, you know, meet our team in, in person and then make sure that they are a true fit for the culture but some of the major characteristics that we look for, Zach mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, no industry experience. Right, we also look right. for people that are, more importantly, coachable. Um, yeah. And that really ties into that in- no industry experience because we don't want to mm-hmm. really hear from people, well, when I worked for this roofing company, this is how we did things. <laughs> right, right. When I worked here, this is how we did, did this. Yeah. And so we really want to have that clean foundation to set them up for success. Um, yeah. And two other really important things is I think – uh, someone really has to have a true passion for wanting to be in business. Forget right. about the industry, the opportunity, the monetary return that you can get. I think that you really have to have the right reasons and, and, and a passion for wanting to be in, in business for yourself. And that's what we focus on with our people. And the last one is, you know, an optimistic personality, which I believe mm-hmm. optimistic people really right. make better business owners because they yeah. always look on the positive side of things. Being a business for yourself is not easy. As we always say, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Of course. And so we have no problem looking a candidate in the eyes and saying to them straight up, like, listen, over the next 24 months, you're going to work harder than you've ever worked at any point in your life. But the the risk is going to be well worth the reward that you're going to see after you've gone through and really built and developed your business over that first two-year period. And then they move on to that, you know, very successful phase of, you know, really growing mm-hmm. their business and they can add back to the franchise system because right. we believe the strongest, the, the strongest asset we have in awarding franchise opportunities is the quality of validation that we have in our existing franchisees. So we're really incentivized as a franchisor to work tirelessly to make our right. franchisees very successful because it works full circle so that, you know, right. rising tides mm-hmm. rises all boats. Of course. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's a great response, Josh. And what about training? I know I imagine training has probably changed a little bit. You know, the, the theme of, of the show last year, it seemed like everything always went back to COVID, and, you know, COVID kind of changed the way training was delivered for, for most franchise organizations. But, you know, what, what was it like, you know, maybe before or during COVID or even, like, what is it going to go back to? Maybe you could talk a little bit about how training works um, in the organization. I think when we looked at training across multiple brands and in the past, and mm-hmm. most franchise brands have an onboarding process. You come out to their corporate office, you go through an in-person training, and then right. you go out to, they, they come out and help you launch the business at your local level. Um, that's pretty common. We still do that. You know, one of the things that we realize is that uh, you really have to be able to manage um, and look at the data of how long people go through that process, where are they getting hang-ups, 
Uh, and so we've automated it all through what we call our franchise hub. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, at, for example, for Mighty Dog, that's an 87-point uh, task list that they go through that's automated, so we know how long it takes them to get through the different points. We've also looked out, and, you know, in every industry that we're in, you know, we're not putting roofs on differently than anyone else. Right. So it would be foolish right. for us to try to say that we're the most knowledgeable people in the industry. Mm. So we went out and we partnered with a company that does provide some of the best actual digital training. So mm-hmm. uh, we have an online curriculum uh, with over, I think it's 120 hours of actual virtual learning. Wow. Uh, so before they even come to an in-person training here in Omaha, we take them through this platform where they have to uh, uh, go through that virtual learning uh, process. And there's testing aspects with that go along with that. But that trains them a lot on the industry, uh, uh, different materials, processes. Right. Uh, and then they also can pass that down to their employees as well. That way they have a repeatable way to train them, their employees if they were have to have turnover or hiring new people, et cetera. That's terrific. It's, it's, it's so important, Zach. And how, how do you typically – what is a typical day like for a Mighty Dog – uh, roofing franchise. So you mentioned it, this is more of a, you know, more seems like sales and marketing uh, type of thing than, of course, you know, <laughs> installing roofs. But is there such a thing as a typical day? I'm sure every day is a little bit different, isn't it? But but how would you describe a typical day? This one. So uh, as a fr- as a franchisee, um, we have found a lot of success in making sure that they are not the the hostess, the the dishwasher, the the, the, the server, the cook, they're not doing every position. So we really want right. them to be the CEO of the organization. So yeah. we start out with two major employees that really operate sales and operations. Mm-hmm. And then the franchise follows what we call our, our, our uh, EOS or traction process. So okay. as, a, as a corporation or a franchisor, we follow EOS, which is a business operating system for entrepreneurs. Okay. And we push that all the way down to the franchisee. So they're really operating that where they're managing their key employees. They're managing performance on a weekly basis through different scorecards. Right. Um, they're creating relationships within the marketplace. And more importantly, making sure that everything's hitting on all cylinders and then helping the employees battle any fires that, that pop up um, throughout the, the week. That's great. Um, all three of you are entrepreneurs when I was studying all, all your backgrounds. Um, so, so this question could be for all three of you or one of you. But you know, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to, to buy a franchise? All three of you, Josh, Zach, and Eric, I mean, you know that there's, there's so much out there today. And we found that, you know, doing this show such a long time that when someone starts looking for a franchise, sometimes they become a little bit overwhelmed because there's just so much to choose from. So from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, Eric Van Horn here. Um, there's really kind of three things that I would leave your audience with today, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to do things, maybe answers a little bit different than, than some people have because there's yeah. a lot of really good advice that people give out there. But one of the right. things that I've said for, for years is we're looking for decisive people, decisive mm-hmm. candidates, people that can actually make a decision. And, right. you know, I'd like to podcasts like this and, and places where, you know, people are learning right now because once it comes time to make a decision, this is right. what separates people that to actually be an entrepreneur or they should just keep their day job is if they can right. actually make a decision. And, you know, and we've seen it so many times over, over the years where people just can't make a decision and we push them to make a decision. And if they can, they're probably going to be a really good franchisee. And if they can't, yeah. it's either 
time is not right, most likely the timing is probably never right. So we look for decisive people, and I think yeah. anybody that is looking at buying a franchise, you need to be able to be at that point where you give yourself a decision date and stick to it, even though it's hard. Um, two more things real quick. I think people yeah. need to redefine passion. And they may have already mm-hmm. redefined it, but so many people want to start a business that they're passionate about. And then they, you know, like Michael Gerber in the E-Myth says, if you, if you start a business that you're passionate about, most of the time that's somebody's dream business originally, and then right. it turns into a night because now they're working in the business all the time and they absolutely hate it. And I know your listeners yep. have probably heard that many times. But really oh, yeah. find passion but it really is that you want. And as you're looking at the – and I would find a business model that you're passionate about, meaning, like, do you want to work on the business? Do you want to have a certain uh, uh, manager that you want to manage and they're doing a certain type of, of work? Like, does it provide them the type of lifestyle? When I think about yeah. – um, give, when I give advice to aspiring entrepreneurs, I, th- I have them think about the lifestyle that they want to actually have and is the business right. going to be- – avenue for that lifestyle versus, you know, do you like flipping burgers or cutting flowers or, you right. know, whatever, whatever it is that, yeah, I like eating burgers, but I don't like flipping burgers. Um, and <laughs> yeah. finally, I think people take advice from wrong people too many times. They, yeah. If they're getting advice on starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur, they go to their, you know, colleagues and, you know, that are, that, yeah. are, that hate their job. And right. yet they've never pulled the trigger on becoming an entrepreneur. So they, that's the wrong person to get advice from because they're going to want to pull you down to where they are. And they don't want you to yeah. go and be more successful and have the freedom and have the lifestyle. So if it's me, I'm going to reach out to the most successful franchisees, the most successful entrepreneurs, and get advice from them versus getting advice from my family or, or friends or coworkers. So that's probably the best advice that I can give. It's 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 great advice, Eric. Yeah, it is, and it's very original, uh, you know, in, in your response. And, and you know, I like how you mentioned Michael Gerber. We had him on the show, I think, three times over the last fourteen years, and, and he, he's he's amazing. I, I always recommend to people, you know, when I'm talking to them as well, they say, you know, pick up this book, The Myth Revisited. You know, and just read it, you know, and it might kind of like change your perspective a bit, you know, about how you go about, you know, this, this whole process based on, on everything you said. So I, I, I think that's fantastic advice. So if you can look into a crystal ball, I'm like maybe three years, five years down the road, where do you see Mighty Dog Roofing or, or even, even horsepower brands in general? So, Marty, I think for us as entrepreneurs, when we look at business opportunities, um, irregardless of the industry, most yeah. of the industries we get into are very fragmented, um, lack a lot of professionalism. And right. so, obviously, our number one mission is to become an industry leader within the industry that we're in and have great coverage across the U.S. But more right. importantly, we want, to make sure, we want to make sure that we're elevating the level of professionalism. And right. I've personally experienced that in all of my prior businesses where we've been able to come in and really, you know, wake the sleeping horse, if you will, and really get the competition to realize, like, wow, we, there's a level of professionalism that's been lacking that we really need to get onto our A game. Right. And so we not only look to be leaders within the industry, create great partnerships with all of the vendors and suppliers that we work with and become some of their primary and largest purchasers of the products that they sell, but we also want to elevate that level of professionalism industry-wide. And I think for the consumers, we're a great, we're a great 
you know, Stuart for, you know, getting to them that high level of customer service they look for. Mm-hmm. And so when we as a team really look at the way that we build out sales processes and marketing processes within any business that we're part of, we think about how do we as consumers purchase ourselves? And what do we right. like and dislike about those yeah. processes that we go through on a daily basis? And then say, right. if we like this part of the process or we dislike this part of the process, well, then we want to make sure that we focus on the things that we all like and really right. wrap our whole strategy around that side of it so we streamline the purchasing process for our businesses. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, our number one focus for our franchisees is to make sure that, that we've developed a business with systems, support, and strategies that right. allow them to focus on the things that make them money in their business, and that's sales of the services we provide and production of those services. And we've got to have streamlined approaches to all of that. So that's right. the best way that I would really answer it from a growth strategy is it's much more robust right. than let's just be number one or let's just be sure. the biggest. We try right. to bring the community focus into that and elevating the overall experience to our customers. What's the best way, uh, Josh, for our listeners to get more information on Mighty Dog Roofing, Horsepower Brands? Are there any websites that you want to kind of like direct them to or any numbers you want them to call? Yeah, so two main websites uh, for Mighty Dog Roofing. You can find us at MightyDogRoofing.com. Okay. And for Horsepower Brands, you will find us at HorsepowerBrands.com. And our contact info is there. And obviously all major social media outlets, you can reach out to myself, Josh Skolnick, Eric Van Horn, and Zach Butler. Um, and we're happy to answer any questions that anybody has. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to all three of you gentlemen today, Josh, Zach, and Eric, and it's been a pleasure for me. And I'd like to invite you back you know, over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I, I think this is, these are wonderful concepts. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been my pleasure. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, which podcast you get to hear. Great quote in franchising. You know, Don and I have been hosting franchise interviews now almost six years, if you can imagine, and it's it's amazing to see how far the show's come. You know, we frequently joke around that you know when we started the show, we started off with about five listeners. I think it was my mom, Don's wife, my wife, and a couple of you know, friends and family, and that was it. And you know, to date, we're over four thousand listeners on a monthly basis between our radio show and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising, and of course our website, Franchise Interviews. So. We've never done this before, but want to thank everyone for making this show such a, a tremendous success. 
during that time, six years of doing the show, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. And if you're a frequent listener to the show, you know what fans Don and I are of the legendary Michael Gerber. And you could take any clip or any segment from an interview we've done with Michael, and it's probably noteworthy of being in the Great Quotes and Franchising podcast. But this, I have to say, is certainly one of my favorites. And I've shared this with my uh, students um, since I've heard uh, this, this great quote. So here we go with the legendary Michael Gerber. Having people you know, stretch their imagination and to dream even bigger than what they were previously doing. Absolutely. And make it constructive, uh, of course. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm actually saying that people don't fail because they dream too big. People fail because they dream too small. People fail because they don't rise above where their experience would lead them. People fail because they don't truly begin to dare to um, imagine something that they've never um, actually imagined before. And as I bring people into the dreaming room, as people participate with me, they begin to experience something they have never experienced, or if they had experienced, they'd experienced it years ago, but in some way lost the ability to dream. So it's a remarkable thing. I never would have told you I'd be doing it. But in fact, I see it as the absolutely essential piece to anybody who wants to do anything, uh, let alone buy a franchise. The beginning of that process is to dream. You know, it's really like an awakening. I mean, in life, there's just so much that can just, you know, I guess sort of beat you down a little bit. You know, life's not easy, and there's work, and there's family, and, and um, you know, I guess over time that... Maybe you just don't have the time or, or, or just forget about something simple like dreaming. So you're really just reintroducing it to people, you know, kind of waking them up again, so to speak. Well, I'm reintroducing the question, what in the hell am I here for? Right. What is my life? And time goes on for all of us, and it's tick-tock, tick-tock, and time goes on, and I simply become immersed in all of the doing it, doing it, doing it that I've committed myself to. And I never stop to really ask, is this really what I want? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really the entire purpose of my life? Is this really uh, going to give me um, the experience that I truly um, am hungry for, the, the joy that I truly am missing right now? What in the world am I doing with myself? And I'm su simply suggesting, without asking that question, in a very, very provocative way, people miss the most extraordinary opportunities that they will never see until they begin to ask the question, then who am I? What do I want? Where am I going? And these questions begin to provoke some very, very serious introspection. And that's critical for anybody, anybody who is, as you say, sitting there about to think about going off on their own, about buying a business, about buying a franchise, or about creating a business of their own. Critical, critical, critical. And nobody's talking about it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's a critical element to entrepreneurial success, Michael. All this dreaming, uh, I think you mentioned in the manuscript, it gives you uh, fuel to stay up late and uh, get up early in the morning. That's where the juice comes from. Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine Michael Dell creating Dell computer. I mean, you think about that. He, you know, he was a he was a college student <laughs> right, um, who example. began to diddle with this idea, the idea, the big idea, the great idea, the great result, 
and he created this stunning company this extraordinary company that does what it does in a way that nobody else imagined it could be done taking a commodity a computer and turning it into a product a true invention the way in which Dell provides customized computers in a standardized process customized standardized an extraordinary idea that rules the world today and yet you don't hear that expression in most places and certainly you don't hear it in franchising customized standardized how do you do that well that requires entrepreneurial imagination and verve and that's what creates absolutely stunning companies so if you're going to do that you might as well do something in the business you're about to create that truly transforms franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.